Welcome to the Lifelinks Podcast, all you sassy Latinas. This is where you come to hear stories that resonate with you, help you discover your true cultural identity, tossing off the need to fit in, and standing out with your authenticity, because that is your superpower. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also the creator of this content. If there's anything you'd like to share, please reach out to us on our Instagram social media at lifelinks, that's L-N-X-X, or through our website at thelinks.com. Of course, come here for some love and chat sessions with our fab guests from the comunidad. Sit back, have your cafecito, maybe some vino, whatever you like, we are bringing the sisterhood to you. Hola chicas! How's this summer treating you as we are in full swing of our cancer season? So all you crabbies out there, are you getting your birthday love? Grateful to have you here with us every Wednesday, especially during this summer break, where we are bringing you highlights from last season's episodes to introduce them to our new listeners. So grateful to have you join the comunidad and give a refresh to our long-term subscribers because it has been a minute. But first, I want to give some love, some powerful energy from the comunidad to the people in the Northeast United States during this chaotic and horrific week of outrageous weather. It's really frightening what we see. I can only imagine what it might be like when it's your home. So I hope you are staying safe and offering a lot of compassion on behalf of the podcast listeners Hoping all of this subsides really quickly and calm comes in again to your life. And I know there are many more of you across the globe dealing with this outrageous weather and really frightening during a time which typically, summertime, we really rely on for being chill and relaxed and taking a break from all the daily grind. All of that intensity is what made me think of taking a break from it. I'm providing you with that chill time. Because one of our past guests, that's exactly what she encourages. Chill time together, away from screens and distractions, away from the intensity of life, and just finding peace in the simple things, like puzzles. Yep, it's time to hear some highlights from Don Toledo Walsh, founder of Puzzle Culture, a jigsaw puzzle subscription box that sends enticing thematic boxes to your door filled with a gorgeous artist-crafted jigsaw puzzle and extra goodies. All the goodies are based around the theme of the box. There's a really vibrant colored one out right now for summer that has this UFO vibe and it's in the desert and you just have to check it out. I can't even do justice in describing it. Definitely one I want to hit up. Make sure you check out her Instagram at Puzzle Culture Box and also her website, PuzzleCultureBox.com, because there you can really dive into how to subscribe to the quarterly boxes and get a feel of what's been included by seeing past boxes that might still be available. And I have to tell you, just a shout out, she has a summer sale going on right now. So check out her business, give her some love, support of the comunidad to a Latina-owned jigsaw puzzle company that fills her boxes with products of other Latina owners. I tell you, it's the comunidad and it's the amigohood. So listen up. Here are some highlights from Don Toledo Walsh 
from her full episode, episode 67, Building Your Joy Company, One Puzzle Piece at a Time. We had a great first chat and you have a huge life experience for your life already. Let's dive in. Tell us a little bit of your cultural heritage and your upbringing. Sure. Both of my parents were Puerto Rican. My extended family is from Puerto Rico. We grew up on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. My mom grew up in Brooklyn with all of her family, her aunts, all of her mother's sisters. They all grew up in the same building. So it's very interesting. (laughs) She grew up with all her cousins and everybody around her. And my father grew up where we grew up on the Lower East Side of Manhattan after his parents moved from Puerto Rico. So you were immersed in your culture then as a young person. Yes. As a very young child, yes. Like our grandparents were still here. I had a lot of cousins around. But then I would probably say, I think when I was around six or seven, a big chunk of the family moved back to Puerto Rico. So at that point, we became a very nuclear family as far as like family. But in the neighborhood, it was a very close, like tight-knit neighborhood. So there was definitely a lot of a lot of camaraderie with the neighbors and with our friends and, you know, all the, the ladies in the building who would look out for us, the little Aww. ladies who would tell yeah. on us if we would do something. <laughs> so typical. <laughs> so typical. How many moms do you really need? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So did you embrace your cultural identity? It wasn't a problem for you growing up? I think growing up, it wasn't something that I ever really thought about, right? Like it was just, mm-hmm. this is normal every day. This is how we are. But I think now looking back, like one of the things that I regret the most was that we didn't learn Spanish. So I never spoke uh-huh. Spanish at home. So unfortunately, yeah. I am the Latina who doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah. Happens a lot. And, and the mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But yeah. also like, I feel like in the 80s, you have to go to school and learn English. Like you have to speak English. It wasn't as embraced and important to continue the language, I feel like, back then. It was, you have to be part of the American culture. So, yeah, unfortunately, I wish. Like, now I look back and I'm like, oh, I wish I had learned how to speak Spanish. Because even now, like, if I try, there is this, like, shame. I feel like when it's like, oh, you speak Spanish? I'm like, no. But that's important to share. It's important to get that narrative out that very recently in a young person's life, It was not okay to be speaking Spanish here in the U.S. as close as the 80s. It was not encouraged to live your culture out loud. It was not encouraged to carry out traditions to boisterously be Latina. Was there a time in your life when you did feel a bias? The the weird thing is I didn't feel it until like I started working in the corporate world where it was like, okay, wait, I don't fit that norm of the professional looking person. Making sure that I'm dressing the right way. Is my hair the right way? I was in retail, corporate retail for most of my career. And there's definitely the pressure to look the part. And once you start making a little bit of money, you can buy the clothes. So I'm buying the jackets and the the slacks and the button down shirts, which button down shirts never fit. But the hair was always felt unprofessional to me. 
for me to have big curly hair. I'm not going in with my curly hair. I'm going to straighten my hair every day. So I was always straightening and pulling it back because it just didn't feel like that was professional looking. Even though I know now that that's just not the right way to think. But, you know, I was young and I was trying to climb the ladder and this is what I saw everybody else looking like. Did you feel like, what's the point in trying to move up the ladder if there's no me up there or? I was never, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop trying. I was definitely going to keep trying no matter what. I think as I continued and progressed in my career, it was nice to see that I could continue moving up, even though there were definitely blocks along the way. But it also helped me to sort of be like, okay, I can do this and I can help somebody else come up from behind me in this way as well. And hope. And as time went on, you were starting to see more women, right? Talking about starting your own company and being in charge, tell us about your exciting new venture. Yes. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, which kind of upended everyone's lives, right? I think it's just everyone. The company that I was working for went bankrupt. And so I lost my role there, Mm. which at that point I was the VP of my division. Awesome. Which was fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. And for me to have a VP title before 40, I was very excited. Louder for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) VP title before 40. As go girl. Huge accomplishment, right? That was amazing. But then they went bankrupt. And I was left in the lurch during a pandemic when nobody was hiring anybody. (laughs) And I think I just took a moment to just take stock. What is it that I wanted to do? Was this even still the right path? Working in the industry for so long, is it what I want? Do I want to go back out there and try to find another job like this? I just took a step and I was like, you know what? I want to do something different. I've had this in my brain to have my own company, to start my own business. I've went through like a few different iterations over many years of, should I start something? No, it's not the right time. So I started a business in the middle of the pandemic, like that was the right time. (laughs) So I decided to follow a passion of mine, which is my hobby of doing puzzles. So I'm a huge jigsaw puzzle fan. Um, I'm a huge puzzle fan in general. Like I do math, logic, like all those kinds of fun things, escape rooms, like all that stuff, right? But jigsaw puzzles is, that's my meditation. That's my solo. I can sit here and just be screen free, no craziness. I'm just going to concentrate on my puzzle and just do it. And it's so relaxing. And so a big part of what I'm doing with my puzzles is I'm using independent artists for all of the artwork. That's always been a passion of mine is art and independent artists and supporting them. So it's definitely something that I wanted to incorporate into this. So I licensed the artwork from them. Sometimes it's been original artwork that they've made just for me for the puzzle. And sometimes it's artwork that's already existing that they have available to license that I can use. And then I create a theme around that artwork and I curate gifts to go into the subscription box. So you get a whole like experience around that theme of the artwork. Do you have a theme that you could share and explain further? 
Sure. So my October box was Latina Heritage and I had artwork from a Hispanic artist from Brooklyn. So the whole box was art and products from Hispanic owned businesses. So I had adobo in there. I had plantain chips in there. I had a nicho frame sticker and you're like, you use the nicho frames for the other los muertos. So one of those stickers and then her artwork on the puzzle and it was beautiful. In what you're doing now in the puzzle industry, is there representation in diverse cultures? I think it's starting. The puzzle brands have been dominated by a few, right? There's the Ravensburger, there's the Cobble mm. Hill, like there's a few, and those are all very men, white male owned businesses. But I think recently there's been a, a much bigger influx of indie brands, a lot of them. From people of color, I've seen a lot of women, Black women, starting their puzzle businesses, and they're beautiful. They're celebrating their heritage and their culture and in their puzzles and the artwork, and it's amazing. I've met a few of them. They're beautiful, wonderful women. I have not met any other Hispanic puzzle brand owners. So at this moment and point in time, I think I'd be like, well, Wow. Oh, my gosh. You met her here first. Don Walsh, first Latina puzzle company. Well, you touched on something because you love math, you love figuring puzzles out, but you also have a very creative sense that you have the love of art. Do you have a side that maybe gets more attention, you think, that you love a little bit more? I think my analytical side is definitely gets more love from me. I'm a very logical person. I don't know how much of that is from my upbringing as well. I'm a planner. I'm a controlling, like I need the solution-based outcomes. I need to know, like, I'm going to take these steps. I think a lot of that is just from having a little bit of a turbulent teenagehood after my father passed away and just kind of having to go it alone at that point. And so it became a very much like I have to figure things out and manage is that something you would share for the next generation coming forward? Because they might hit a barrier still. There's still barriers. There's still cultural barriers. There's still systemic barriers. So from a barrier perspective, I think we all just have to keep pushing it, right? Like we just have to keep at it. Finding your network, finding your group. As an entrepreneur, it's been so great finding other people in my boat. <laughs> finding those other entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs especially, and learning from each other. There's a lot of groups out there, even from a non-career like path point of view, and just finding a group of other Latinas mm -hmm. to talk to and just sharing our experiences as Latinas, even coming onto your podcast. I think it's just Listening to your podcast and hearing the other women that have been on, it's just, it's empowering to just hear other stories yeah. and just listen to other people. And I think there's so much that we can get from opening ourselves up to those kinds of things. Say, oh, wait, oh, she's talking about something that I've been feeling. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, not just me. Definitely, you are not alone, amiga. And that is why we do this podcast. We are just one more source of comunidad that is here to listen and support you in all the areas of your amazing life that you passionately want to live out loud. 
You can find Dawn and reach out to her to learn more about her company on her Instagram at Donnie230 and the company Instagram at Puzzle Culture Box. Check out her whole selection and opportunity to grab some great deals during her summer sale on her website at PuzzleCultureBox.com. And as the site says, put some pieces together and share the love. Basically, that is your mantra for life. Put some pieces together, ladies, and share some love. Listen to her full episode, episode 67, Building a Joy Company, One Puzzle Piece at a Time, for the full conversation and laughter and the inside details of Don Toledo Walsh. And just to bring it back around, a little love towards myself, we have a shout out for the podcast. It is our two-year anniversary this Friday. Friday, July 14th, Bastille Day. We are doing all the love. Without your listeners, without the Amigas joining us to be on the podcast, we would not have made it this far. We are here for you. We want to support you. We want your story to be heard, and we want you to feel seen, confident, and loved. And that is why we put this out here. And with two years in, we are not stopping anytime soon. Because like I've said over and over, I cannot get to enough people to feel like I've even shared a whisper of what all you amazing amigas are doing out there, what you've been through, what you passionately go after, and where you find your self-worth and your self-value and bring it out loud and proud, embracing your cultural identity and living it all in one life. So next week will be our last summer highlight before we dive into season five. So season five is going to come right at you, barreling out as episode 100. I tell you, the universe works in funny ways, right? Season five, starting off with episode 100 in just a couple weeks. Again, wishing you peace and calm and safety during a time that should be frivolous. And we are here for you always. And we hope you reach out and join in the conversation. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at Lifelinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva! Viva!